Today is Tuesday, September 15th, and this is Coverdale's Corner. I want to thank all of you who checked in yesterday for Episode 1 and the discussion related to it. The purpose of this podcast, besides me flapping my gums in front of a microphone, much like a normal day in my life, is to hopefully get you as listeners to think a bit. There are going to be times that the topics are humorous or strictly tied to sports or tied firmly to politics and news. Please don't let any of my views, comments, or thoughts chase you away. The purpose of this podcast isn't to hammer you over the head with anything because, Lord knows, you've got plenty of talk radio and 24-7 cable networks and social media to do that. Your viewpoints are always welcome. And I hope that if something I talk about really moves you, good or bad, that you'll check in with me on social media or email and we can discuss it further. Let me take a moment and talk to you about the best way to put together your podcast. If you're interested in joining Coverdale's Corner online, you can do so by utilizing Anchor. It's free with creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or computer And they're outstanding in their distribution. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more just by utilizing Anchor as your home base. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The topic I want to touch on today is actually a great example of the conversations that I'd like to see take place more often in our 140-character shouty video or radio lives. I did not catch much of the last game of Sunday's NFL slate or part of the night game because I was involved in a back and forth with a high school classmate discussing conspiracy, sex trafficking, and what can be trusted from the mainstream media. It was a good conversation. There was no ill will between either of us, either at the start or at the end. The conversation started with my sharing of a link on Facebook that you'll find in the description of today's episode. From time, it was titled, how conspiracy theories are shaping the 2020 election and shaking the foundation of American democracy. This friend utilized the story itself to prompt her initial thought, and she's absolutely right. Sex trafficking isn't a conspiracy theory. The article notes very distinctly, though, that sex trafficking is at the center of the QAnon crap, and the theories that are tied to that are playing a role in this year's election. Just in Colorado, we've got a potential congresswoman who, while not fully throwing behind QAnon, is skirting the edges of the claims on social media. Consider this. There will be at least one new member of the House of Representatives who is a QAnon adherent elected this cycle. Our conversation initially focused on sex trafficking, how QAnon theories are actually affecting those who work with victims, the victims themselves, and some of the real truths of sex trafficking, such as the Mexican cartels are heavily involved because of money, not because of some satanic ritual prompted by George Soros or the Clintons. The chat later moved away from my Facebook post onto Messenger as this friend sent along a link talking about child porn found on computers at the Pentagon. It was presented as a news story from this site. As I looked into the claims, the link itself didn't even truly talk about such incidents. It was a false headline and an op-ed about how there's this large scheme in the government, etc., etc. As we progressed, though, she brought up a question I found very telling, and it does need to be addressed. It seems like only one side is reported. Her example 
is the Jacob Blake case in Kenosha. There were a couple of points that I picked up on, as I'd not submersed myself fully into all of the details. What stood out, though, was that the point she brought into the argument, Blake was stealing the ex's car, according to sources, was carrying a knife at the time that he was shot, according to some sources, that he was resisting, which is a point that can be debated about video, if you can believe that. All of those have been brought up specifically on one side. It's exactly the argument she was making against the mainstream media, just in reverse. I'm a firm believer in multiple sources, and never taking a story immediately at face value. A search on the Blake story, using her claims, happened to bring up some of the mainstream media coverage, and also quite a bit from the wings. This is why I suggest multiple sources. The mainstream media coverage noted and listed multiple claims that were being made, but also sourced where those claims were coming from. Blake's attorneys, the Department of Justice, the DA's office in Kenosha, and the police union, of which the officers involved are in good standing. The winged coverage focused specifically on what Blake's attorney said or what the police union stated. Now, does all mainstream media coverage always include multiple angles? No, but they are more consistent about providing them. There continues to be constraints on coverage, things that have always affected reporting. Time, access, print space, length of time to tell a story. Those are all also impacted by social media in bad and good ways. Overarching, though, we hear and see what we want to hear and see. More often than not, it's an imperfection of who we are as humans. Just as in many cases we passively listen to things in our daily lives, it's what we choose to actively listen to that determines our view of a situation. It's what we actively choose to read or watch that determines our view. Most often, it's not the media, mainstream or otherwise, that's to blame. It's us and our choices of what we intake. So what do I suggest for those who want to improve their media intake or at least balance it better? I suggest starting with the mainstream outlets, but don't limit yourself to those. I also suggest paying attention to the Drudge Report. I know, some of you are screaming at me right now for even mentioning that word. But here's the deal. Drudge presents a headline, but also links to the source, giving you the chance to see the actual reporting, whether the headline is slanted or not. He also links to multiple stories on the same topics, plus the links themselves aren't shaded by an overarching political determination by him. You will find materials from The Atlantic, for example, shared on the Drudge Report. Of course, if you feel there's more to what he's even presented on the site, do a search yourself and you'll likely find multiple stories that could help you feel better informed. Finally, today's cover art, it's the t-shirt I'm wearing, thanks to the folks at kcshirts.com. I hope you get a chuckle. They've got some of their COVID-19 humor shirts on sale right now. This has been Coverdale's Corner. I'll talk to you tomorrow.